May I ask you to stand one more time? I'm going to read the passage from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many evicted him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, and blind man, cheer up on your feet, he is calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do? For you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Levi, I want to see. Go, say Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. I want you to figure out who this person is, okay? I'm going to read it and I want you to figure out who this person is. At age five, his father died. At age 16, he quit school. At age 17, he had already lost four jobs. At age 18, he got married. Pretty young age. Some of us, we got a challenge, we have to get challenged, right? Come on, okay. Just joking. Between age 18 and 22, he was railroad conductor and failed. He joined the army and washed out there. He applied for law school. He was rejected. He became a became an insurance salesman, and failed again. At age 19, he became a father. Wow, young age, right? Uh, yeah, he became a father. Okay, at age 20, his wife left him and took their baby daughter. He became a cook and dishwasher in a small cafe. He failed in an, in an attempt to kidnap his own daughter. And eventually, he convinced his wife to return home. At age 65, he retired. Who is this guy? Anybody know? Oh, you spoiled my message. God, come on, shut up. Okay. Okay. He decided to commit suicide. Life wasn't worth living anymore. I shouldn't ask you, right? He had failed so much. He sat on the tree writing his will, but instead he wrote what he would have accomplished with his life. He realized there was much more that he hadn't done uh, yet done. There was one thing he could do better than any, any, anyone he knew, and that was how to cook. So he borrowed, uh, borrowed $87 against his check and bought a fried up some chicken <laughs> using his recipe and went door to door, sell them to his neighbors, and he even visited my house, so as yours. Was this person? Yes. He's H.D. Sanders, also known as Connor Sanders, founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. What's the moral of this story? It's never too late to start all over again, right? It's never too late. In today's text, we meet a guy named Bartimaeus, who was a blind beggar. He never thought that he would start 
a new life. One day, he met the person named Jesus, and everything turned around. If we meet Jesus, if you meet Jesus in person, you can start a brand new life in Christ. Don't you love this passage? Therefore, if anyone, I mean anyone, is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone. New has come. In Christ, in and, and, and Christos, we can start a brand new life. That's what I want to talk, talk to you today, based on today's Bible story. Let me share a few points. First one, we have to seize the moment of meeting Jesus. When you look at the passage again, then they came to Jericho. And Jesus, Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, they were leaving the city, a blind man, Bart, Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside begging. Then he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, mercy on me. Just like most any other uh, blind person, he has developed uh, his hearing skill. Though they cannot see, they have this special skill to hearing uh, people, right? And I'm sure he probably heard about Jesus. Maybe in the marketplace, uh, maybe as he was sitting on the, whatever he was sitting on, he probably heard about Jesus, people talking about Jesus. You know what, Jesus from Nazareth, he was performing miracles. He touched blind person and, and blind person began to see. Uh, and he probably thought of Meeting Jesus. Maybe he was dreaming of meeting Jesus. What if I meet Jesus? Maybe he can touch him and make it. Maybe he can make me whole. Maybe he can cure my blindness. And when he heard that he was passing by, he just cried out, Son of Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He seized the opportunity. Opportunity came to him and he grabbed them. He didn't hesitate to seize the moment. He took it. You know, think about this expression, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Cross were saying, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. You know, there's a huge difference here. Maybe crowd, they, they were maybe putting down Jesus Jesus of Nazareth, what good can come out of Nazareth? They made fun of Jesus. But this blind beggar was saying, Jesus, son of David. That's the profession of his faith. Because in Jewish mind, they knew that uh, Messiah will come through the lineage of the David, right? David's line, right? So that is actually profession. No matter how world put down Jesus, if we lift his name up, lift, lift his name high, you know what? He can start a brand new life in us. I think that's the lesson we can learn from this person, Bartimaeus. Think about Bartimaeus. He came to the same place, doing the same begging. At the same time, maybe, he was experiencing the same miserable, lonely, pitiful life. And that same day, 
he met Jesus. Did he expect to meet Jesus? I don't think so. He didn't prepare anything to meet Jesus, yet Jesus was passing by. In fact, Jesus walked into Bartimaeus' life. And he had to seize the moment. You know what? God is giving us an opportunity to meet him and start everything all over again. Yet we don't seize the moment. Why is that? How come we don't meet Jesus? Um, I would say, maybe some of you may, I don't think so, I mean, uh, but you know, I would say procrastination. The truth is we already know the right things to do. We know the benefits of doing the right thing in life. Yet, we put things away. You love phrases like, I will do it later. I will do it tomorrow. I will put it off. Someday I will. One of these days. But we never do it. I meet a lot of people, especially when I go play table tennis at ping pong club. I meet a lot of elderly people. And I know some of them left uh, their faith. So whenever I have a chance to talk to them, I just, you know, like share, isn't it time for you to come back? <laughs> you know what they usually say? Pastor Ken, I'm not really prepared to come back. I'm not really ready to come back. But you're 60 years old. You're old. I mean, you can't really. I felt like, you know, you don't have that much time. Come on, you got to come back. A lot of people say, I'm not prepared. Prepare what? I'm not prepared to meet Jesus. You know, you know we don't have to prepare anything to meet Jesus. We simply have to come as we are. And he, he will delightly meet us. That's what gospel is all about. Remember this passage that Pastor uh, O shared uh, like three weeks ago? That do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what day may bring forth. We cannot boast about tomorrow. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, right? He shared about his friend. You know what? I, I didn't know that, that that was his name. Because the, person, the same person that I knew. And I was like, wow. After I found that out, oh, that's past, oh my goodness, he's, he's young. And they were preparing to go to missions and do a lot of things, yet they just became a, maybe boast. Nobody can predict what's going to happen tomorrow, right? And so let's not miss the moment when the opportunity lock in our hearts. So, you know, uh, if God is giving us an opportunity, we have to grab him. We have to meet Jesus. So maybe God is telling some of you today, stop make, making excuses. Give me your life right now. Maybe start living for me now. Second point that I want to share is we have to hold on to faith, not fear. In life, we have a lot of fears. I do have fears times to times, and, and you know, maybe, maybe I have fear all the time. We do have fear all the time. We as Christians need to get rid of fear and hold on to faith. But is it easy to hold on to faith, get rid of fears? It's not easy. It's difficult. 
When you have fear, the only way to get rid of fear is to call out the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I recently uh, heard from my, one of our KM, Gansanim. Uh, she was telling the group, we have a small group, and she was telling, sharing. Uh, I come to early morning prayer, and I try to pray, yet I just can't pray. I'm so dry, emotionally and spiritually. And she was sharing that. And most of us could identify ourselves with her because I have those kind of moments. I felt like God is so silent. Even though you came to worship God at worshiping mode, you're not really engaging anything. And you are just so dry spiritually and emotionally. And uh, you can't even open your mouth and offer prayers. Don't you have those moments? I experienced many times. I mean, I'm a you know, pastor. I have to lead the congregation and all that. Sometimes I'm so dry spiritually and emotionally. But those are the exact moments that we have to call out the name of Jesus Christ. I can. I just cannot. But yeah, I understand. But that's the moment we got to call out the name of Jesus. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Verse 48, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. I'm sure people were, you know, like, you know, try to calm him down. You better be quiet. You better shut up, you know, saying all kind of stuff. When you hear those kind of voices, you become very small, right? There are so many negative voices out there. I heard it many times, even from my own family members. When I was growing up, you know, when I decided to become an even pastor, my younger sister, she didn't really mean that, but are you sure about this? You know, you know, I was like, Did, are you doubting you know, my uh, future? And Yeah, people are saying very negative things. And that can paralyze your emotion. The fear can paralyze you. But that's the moment you got to even call out. Son of David, have mercy on me. He was probably yelling out. I don't think it was easy for Bartimaeus to overcome that fear. But it was the battle that he won over the fear. The only way to drive out fear is having faith. Having faith is the only way to drive out fear. Whenever God tries to do something new in your life, He is requesting one thing. I believe that is faith. That is faith. God is asking you to do something greater than you ever done it before. Are you going to choose faith or fear? Again, 51. Jesus called him and said, what do you want me to do for you? I didn't get that part. Why did he ask Bartimaeus? Doesn't Jesus know everything? I mean, he knew knew everything, right? But why did he ask him? By asking that question, Jesus allowed Bartimaeus to publicly announce his faith. I think that's his kindness. 
leading us so that we can publicly announce our faith. Party may say, I want to see. I want to see. It was a statement of faith. For Jews, they believe only Messiah can open the eyes of blind and deaf to hear and lamb to walk. According to Isaiah 35, verse 5 and 6. So this profession is confession of faith that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. You know, this is an amazing thing. Jesus Christ asking you and I the same question today. Every day. What do you want me to do for you? What is your response? Jesus Christ asking you right now, hey, my daughter, hey, my son, what do you want me to do for you? What is your response? I thought about this question and I, 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 somehow I became very emotional. Lord, you know me so well. By your grace, I could live. Because of your grace, I could sustain. You know how vulnerable I am. You know how weak I am. But because of your grace, I am here where I am. And I want you to continue to bless me so that I can hold on to faith. Not something, Lord, I think I need a billion dollars. It wasn't really that. It, Lord, you know me so well. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. He's asking us every morning, I think, what do you want me to do for you? Last point I want to share is we begin to see what we couldn't see before. New beginning starts when, when our eyes open. Only Jesus can touch your eyes and he can make you to see things. When you begin to see you will follow Jesus. When you begin to see, you will follow Jesus. That, that, that's, that's new life in Christ meant. Having a faith means start to see things we haven't seen it before. It's like recovering spiritual sight that we somehow lost on the way. You know, Bartimaeus was blind. He probably used to see, but he somehow lost his sight. When you look at the text in, in Greek, actually, I want to see, actually, that means I want to see you again. I want to see it again. That's what that meant. For Jews, losing the sight and becoming blind, man, you have committed awful sin and you are experiencing the result of sins. Think about how much guilt that he used to carry. But now, he gets restored not only physically, but spiritually. Jesus can restore us both physically and spiritually. Verse 20, 52, go, say Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received the sight and followed Jesus along the road. This incident, the Bartimaeus began to see again, is called grace. That is grace. He received the grace of God. You know, even though we have small uh, congregation, I know there are lots of hurt, even at this, I mean, in this place, even right now. Lots of hurt. 
some of you barely made it here today. Barely made it. Some of you are carrying major conflict, major pain, major disappointment, major grief in your life. If that is you, I want you to meet Jesus today. I want you to experience amazing grace. What is grace? You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You certainly don't deserve it. You don't deserve grace. You don't buy it. You don't do a bunch of religious rituals. You just receive the free gift of God's grace and the ability to make new start. Regardless of what your past has been, regardless of what you have done, regardless of all things you brought on yourself, that's what grace is. From the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. How do you receive the grace? Only way to receive grace is by faith. By faith. I love this passage here. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. This promise, therefore, the promise comes by faith. Those who are promised, you cannot become a personal faith without getting the promise of God in your life. And what is a promise? What is the promise? The promise is Jesus Christ. So as I conclude this message today, you know, uh, you know, faith is not something you think or believe. Faith actually is something you do with Jesus. And I want Jesus invite all of us here today. And he wants us to meet him. Seize the moment to meeting him. And embrace him. It has to do with Jesus. And we have to embrace him. And we have to begin to follow him. That's the challenge. And that's the grace God is offering us today. I want to say one last word. He loves you very much. Jesus loves you very much. You are so special to him. So special. That's why he gave everything. Even he left every, all the glories of divine natures and offered himself for us. That's how precious we are. And I believe God wants us to know that. Let's pray together. Father God, once again, you brought us here today so that we can meet you, Father God, in person. Help us to seize the opportunity to meet you, Lord God. We need Jesus in our lives. We don't want to chase empty dreams, Father God. We want to follow you, Lord. Help us to hold on to the faith 
though there are many fearful things happening in our lives. Help us to see what we couldn't see before, Lord God. Lord, manifest yourself to us so that we may see you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray.